Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Peekaboo. Peek-a-boo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before Drew gets us the lawsuit. Well, which apparently, according uh, to McGuire, uh, Adam Fox's favorite game growing up, Peekaboo. Oh, Jesus. Right. So I, I will give Team USA a Welcome to the Brews and Bruins podcast. Uh, my name is Drew Johnson on this drinkable podcast you can taste. I am here with Cam Hasbrook, uh, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We also have Nick Lanciani, sponsored by DraftKings and presented by Bruins Diehards. How are you, everybody? How are you, everybody? How are you, everyone? Let's it's kind of like Lancey is sponsored by DraftKings and presented by Bruins Diehards, the way just him specifically. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's that's how we're doing things. I watched uh, I'll take the it. episode of Community last night where uh, there's a guy named Subway and he's a corporate humanoid and he lives as a as a brand ambassador for Subway, and that's what it made Lancey sound like. Like his name is brought to you by DraftKings. <laughs> I'll just get a NASCAR fire suit that says DraftKings on it and everything. <laughs> and just run around. Add all, all the patches later as I get more uh, sponsors. Yeah, Drew, I'm doing well. We're gonna go. To the bar and watch the bees after this. Yeah, so we're re- we're recording this on Tuesday. This is Friday content, and this is before the Bruins play Ottawa. So we have nothing planned. This is not going to be relevant. So kick back, <laughs> relax. If you're listening to this on Friday or over the weekend, we got some evergreen, hopefully, content or just a disaster. Um, but yeah, episode fourteen. This is going to be great. Uh, Nick, what are you drinking? <laughs> I reached into the very back of the fridge and grabbed the last beer, oh. allegedly. It's a Corona, which I see you also have, Drew. Yes, we're Corona brothers. Which means... I don't know if that's good. That it's <laughs> that sounds, that it's yeah, a 37 yeah. out of 37. And I've had it before on the podcast, like every beer at this point. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Cam, what, what you got? What did you bring to my house? Uh, I brought, I brought, well, I, I stopped at the store yesterday and got a Sam Adams variety pack, um, which was like normally variety packs of like three for kids. Four beers. Oh, okay. This yeah. one had like <laughs> eight, even though it was like only a 12 pack or a 15 pack, which confused me a little bit. Oh, geez. So there's like two or three of each. Uh, anyway, this is a so holiday white ale, extra pumpkin stuff, which scared me a little bit because when I hear white, the only thing 
with beer is, is the pumpkin white ale that you have. Oh, no. It seems to be brought up every week now, um, or even every episode. But uh, this is a citrusy and hazy ale, 5.8%. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say much about it on the back. Orange peel, holiday spices. It tastes wintery. Um, kind of a a deeper sort of darker ale. Um, I'm not sure about the actual color. It sort of looks light, but it tastes kind of dark. Uh, drinkability, I would say about a 17, I think, Milan Lucic. Mm. Uh, taste, you can taste it. It's pretty, I don't want to say it's not bitter. It's spicy in a way, not, not like hot spicy, but full of spice. Uh, taste, I'm going to put it like a 33. It's it's definitely up there. Sam's are hit or, hit or miss for me. Um, but they did give us our, our slogan, uh, drinkable podcast. No, 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 you no, can no. taste. We, we, you took we it from usurped it. Yeah. <laughs> usurped the, the throne. Um, but, all right. Oh, yeah. My Corona Extra. Uh, I'll just go with Lancey on my, my 37. My, 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 my Corona. Um, we're just stealing so now. what what do we have to do here we had a listener question right cam yeah, did, you, did you have that pulled up or that. is that we'll my where it takes us, yeah. oh it's my job to pull it up i looked like you were on the way there uh yeah this is a good conversation starter yeah this is from a good uh good friend of the pod rob schlosser he said hypothetical if patrice bergeron was set to come on the pod and he asked you to grab him a beer of your choosing Without giving you any insight into his preferences, what do you get for him? Hmm. That's that's one of the hardest questions I think we've ever been yeah, asked. It's like if the president comes to your house and asks for a beer, it's, you know? it's no, it's it's even more than that. That's yeah. an understatement, dude. It's like Jesus comes knock, knock, knocking on your door. Not well, if Jesus door, does that, he'll door. just make his own wine. <laughs> that's true. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just say come up with something out of our blood. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you're into cannibalism, but hey, do you know what? What any ideas? Any ideas? Um, probably not an IPA. Um, just because that that's hit or miss for some people, and maybe he's into those. But I feel like if you're into IPAs, you're also into some other too. It's not like you strictly drink those, whereas there's people who strictly drink like light beers or lagers you know um or kind of just stick towards the end of the spectrum of hoppiness which is the hard thing (laughs) for me is trying to predict what would be healthy in terms of beer because Mm. bergie just eats like the best stuff on the face of the planet to have seltzer as an athlete (laughs) right (laughs) bud light seltzer (laughs) i want to say that but i also don't because i don't think he'd be you know that basic to steal a phrase from pop culture uh part of me wants to say he'd go with stella artois because he's a star oh i like that i can see birdie being a a stella guy that's a good one light enough just heavy enough I give him an Allagash, just a little bit of made. I feel like I got to give him like a New England something. A New England IPA. Allagash came to mind thinking of kind of the lighter, the whiter kind of beer. Yeah, beer. Um, hmm. I was thinking like the the dope punk bear one, but with. I was gonna say maybe he's more <laughs> just, just give him Chris Wagner's beer. This beer went to Providence and back. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my From god. Of love. Um yeah. Ah. Something local, something good and local. It's I mean, be um, New England, obviously. Yeah. Uh Lord Hobo is one of my favorite breweries. They're from they're out in Woburn, Massachusetts. Woburn, if you're not from the area. Um and they they have a 617 beer. Um, they have a Title Town IPA. Uh, they have all sorts of cool, like Boston themed sports themed stuff. I feel like we could expand this a little bit. Like, if if players were a drink, which drink you're gonna give be? the rest of the <laughs> Like, what what drink would Brad Marchand be? Like, my first thought was like a four loco, but I don't know. If that's... <laughs> Automatically, like, anyone that's like 23 and under no. is gonna go with the light beer. And yeah, then Marshy would would be like. You know, I I get the sense that he'd be the one that would maybe grab an IPA because if he's going to be hunting at all, he's just kind of going to sit with it for a while. Yeah. Well, I feel like he'd just have a flask and it'd be like whiskey or something like that. Uh, I think like whiskey and Seven Up, which is my first alcoholic (laughs) beverage ever, was whiskey mixed with Seven Up. And that was in first grade. No. Kindergarten? No. <laughs> no, no. I have never drank underage. Uh, I am 25 and I've been drinking for uh, how many years? Today? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I was oh, going to say, Tuke is not with us at the moment, um, but I, obviously he would be his, his finished long drink, um, which is oh, yeah. really his drink. But I'm thinking like a. Like Bruins greats, even uh, and you're like like Char was one that came to mind. Would have to be some kind of like he'd be a forty, yeah, forty five or something. <laughs> he's, he's a tall, uh, that's good. Yeah. tall boy, or just like a tall glass of wine. Char actually strikes me as more of a wine guy. Yeah, yeah. He seems definitely more like a wine or champagne guy. Even that's just kind of yeah. what I mean. You might be like, it's that's the same what him thing, and Brady are technicalities. Doing. Yeah. Him and, him and Brady are sitting What were, were Bergie and Marshan drinking when they were getting hammered during the, was that the Stanley Cup parade in 2011? Probably beer. Probably like beer. <laughs> probably so probably like pounding beer, beers. But... I mean, they were young and they had like the yeah, metabolism for it. Now they don't. And the time I'm, I'm preparing to hit that stage of I can't, I'm going to get beer belly at some point. Yeah, I know. It's, and you got to start switching to liquor. And, so. Yeah. They... <laughs> it's a whole new ballgame then. What Bruin has Deb on? What? <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> um, who are we sponsored by? You guessed it. DraftKings. Yay, DraftKings. DraftKings. The NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't mean It doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a death deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cast prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
Must be one of the only customers. Only minimum five dollar deposit, one dollar wage required. Yeah. One for customers. Yeah. 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 Big network of podcasts here now with the Hockey Podcast Network. So, you know, uh, try all their promo codes and get on DraftKings if you want uh, or, or don't. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we're, I'm a great I'm used mattress salesman uh, when it comes to uh, good pals at DraftKings. Let's go back to the last one. Big fan um, of Casper mattresses myself. Casper. I was, uh, I guess, a little, little something here. I was looking at uh, at work, me and my buddy were looking at the project Olympic rosters this season uh, or this year. And no surprise, Team Canada looks scary. <laughs> really fucking scary. Uh, I mean, this is going to be the first, first Olympics <laughs> that they have McDavid in the mix. Um, and that obviously changes things with how deep Canada is to begin with. I'm a little interested to see what the U.S. does because if you'll remember their last appearance in the world hockey stage on the men's side was the World Cup of Hockey in which they tried to build, like, the big tough boys roster to, I think, like, check Team Canada out of a gold medal or something like that. And it was an absolute embarrassment. Uh, And so I'm interested to see what the U.S. does this time around. Hockey is a sport where people don't tend to learn from their mistakes when it comes to things like that, depending on who's in leadership and that sort of thing. So I'm curious to see what the U.S. roster looks like. A big question is going to be Jack Michael, whether he's healthy. Um, obviously, none of us are medical experts. I know he's hoping to be playing in the Olympics, but with how long that whole saga went down with Buffalo and Vegas, mm-hmm. he might not be available. Um but yeah, I was curious. I feel like Lancey might have more of a grasp on like, how do you feel about Team U.S. chances with Absolutely. or without Jack Eichel? Uh, well, with Jack Eichel, it would be better. Better, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, like, who else are you gonna have at center on your first or second line? I mean, I, I don't want to say first necessarily because someone, a Leafs fan, probably would be in my mentions saying, Austin Matthews is going to be number one. And I'm going to say, wait, why do you care about Team USA if you're a Leafs fan? Because most Leafs fans that I know are Canadian. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, it would be good if they had Eichel, but it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Just the time I, I feel like that's a little bit too short of a time span. That's Exactly. It would be it's, nice. It's not quite enough to confidently get him to training camp and in a game and feel 100%. Now, they might send him anyway because you can always send an extra body or two or what have you. They might adjust things with the ongoing pandemic mm-hmm. impacting you know, whether or not they even end up going because they can always, by January 10th, say, we're not sending NHL players this year. So if that's the case, he might make it. If that isn't the case... Don't don't put him there. So now what do you do? Do you look at, you know, name of another U.S. forward? I mean, Austin and Matthews is going to be probably 1C. Yeah, uh, other than Austin Matthews. Um, Dylan yeah. Larkin we got here. Cam and I are looking at uh, our good old pals at the hockeywriters.com. Yeah. But then when you think about it, yeah, here's the, here's it's the Dylan Larkin's from, top uh, six forward on the international oh. roster. The hockey writers. Tony Wallach's projected roster. 
projected roster, center, first line, Austin Matthews, left wing, Johnny Gaudreau, right wing, Patty Kane. I don't hate the first line. I'm, I don't know if I'd put Kane at one. Uh, right don't you have, like, two, like, sex, like, a Offended. I don't know if they're convicted or whatever, but uh, two not so good guys, and then Johnny Gaudreau on a line. We can cut around that. Maybe we can focus on the hockey. I'll cut around. Well, to that that extent, the entire USA hockey organization, as it is, oh, that's true. Not very great at the executive level. Well, they're not going to get gold, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Honestly, dude, um, any way you try to put a roster in front of me for Team USA, I'll just say they're not winning. You know, 2010. Yeah, they've got some really talented players, but I don't think they have the depth that Canada has. I mean, when you have like Bergeron maybe on a second or third line, you know, probably a third line. They've got some, you know, some draws where he's playing wing and stuff. It's like. Mm-hmm. They'll just keep him and Marshy together, though. They're... Yeah. I, so I mean, personally it's, it's wouldn't not even play a Bergeron depth. on the it's wing. It's just the but... backwards thinking. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like the um, 2010 made sense with what they had, even yeah. though everyone going into it was like, what the hell are they thinking? Going to Vancouver with, you know, like Jack Johnson and Drew Doughty, not Drew yeah. Doughty, but, you know, those those types of players, they played on the Kings at the time. Anyway, but you had Dustin Brown, you had Phil Kessel, you had Paul Stassen, you had all this stuff going, and everyone was like, you're really going to do something with this? And they were a goal away from winning it. 2014, they almost brought the exact same team. They didn't, but they still had similar mindset. Oh, we got to have some grinders. We got to have some of this. We got to have some of that. Except nowhere else in the world plays like North America. Is it that much of a surprise that they didn't win in 2014? It shouldn't be. 2018, yeah. granted, they couldn't use NHL talent. They did pretty much the same thing. They took a lot of the college guys and they were like, well, you know, we could maybe use one or two of you instead of using the rest of you that are actually good. We're going to over rely on guys like Brian Gianna. We know he's great in the room, but Brian <laughs> Gianna at like 40 years old is going to lead this team. <laughs> what do you mean we're out before even getting a medal or whatever? It, there just is no way that they can not shoot themselves in the foot every four yeah. years. It's so predictable. They just won't change a thing it might make a lot more sense to have a guy like mike sullivan mm-hmm. behind the bench and then to just go with whatever he does because somehow the penguins although they look poor right now they'll be in a divisional playoff berth by the by the second half of the season that he knows how to get a team to peak at the right time i'd love to see that on an international scale yeah i will say uh just glancing at this roster, still one spot that the U- that the U.S. might be—I don't want to say advantaged, but at least in really good shape—is defense. I mean, you can see a first line of Adam Fox and Charlie McAvoy, who are both Norris Trophy contenders and so young that you know, obviously, they're still growing into their game. Um, John Carlson is still a very, very good defender. Um, Zach Wierenski is pretty good. Seth Jones is good. I think he's probably a little bit overrated, but. Um, Tori Krug, Slavin, Quinn Hughes, man. Yeah. So there's some there's Quinn some Hughes and Adam Fox to the future of Team USA defense. And McAvoy, yeah. for, and McAvoy plays like he's older. I always forget how young McAvoy is. McAvoy has the poise of a player who's in their mid twenties, not what is he, 22, 23 now. 
He plays like a player that's like middle of their prime, you know, in that 25, 26, 27 years where they're really, this is what I got. This is my peak ability for the most part. Um, it, peak ability. It was, so <laughs> the peak ability. Hello. Peek-a-boo. Peek-a-boo. Uh, hey. <laughs> All right, before Drew gets us the lawsuit. Well, which apparently, according uh, to McGuire, uh, Adam Fox's favorite game growing up, Peekaboo. Oh, Jesus. Right. right. Uh, so I, I will give Team USA the benefit of the doubt for having arguably the best defense compared to Canada and the other top nations. The problem always remains with, okay, so the forwards, though. Yeah. And well, even better. Who are you sending as goaltender? I know John Gibson just played as you know the one of the players of the week last week, but I mean, who, probably who else? Hellebuck would be my pick. Hellebuck, this point, right? I mean, be about he it. doesn't look too good this year. He's not. He hasn't but looked great so far this season. But I, I, I will he's say the most famous. Way <laughs> better to represent America. Just put the most the most popular fan vote, where we get representatives and we have a whole electoral college. I mean, I if anything, you'd been, hope you'd send him, start. and then it would spur him to do well in the rest of the NHL season from February onward. Kind of like how when Ryan Miller was at the top of his game in 2010, played well at the Olympics, didn't win gold, but hey, he still played very well. He was arguably the better goaltender, even though Bear Luongo, you know, had a lot to say about that. And then the Sabres met up with the Bruins in the second round. Whoops. Fun year. I was at one of those games when. Uh... Johnny Boychuk killed, I think it was Matt Ellers or something like that. Um, anyway, it was the, name? one of the loudest buildings I've ever been in. It was, oh man, that's something. That's that a game where Miroslav Shatan scored the double overtime game winning goal. That was a fun time. Wow. Damn. I was uh, game game five Stanley Cup against St. Louis when uh, Chara came back. That was the loudest I've ever heard the guard. That was, uh, I mean, they lost that game, but honestly, don't care. I got to have that like yeah. moment. That was awesome to witness. It, it made the loss feel a little bit better, even though it was a very, very, no, very, very <laughs> important game and it didn't at all. But cemented in my memory now, you know, like post like acceptance of happened. That's like a cool memory to have. Asterisk um, with the military trip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Witness that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like I think it was no, that was, that was, was that game, game seven? No, 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 that was game five. That was game five. Okay. I, I was probably pretty drunk by then, but <laughs> yeah, I probably same. yelled along with the rest of the crowd. If you listen to that <laughs> in that replay, the crowd is wild. I love sitting in the uh the Raptors. The, yeah, the Raptors. Uh, that's best section in terms of crowd to watch a to watch a game. Drew's from. first Stanley Cup final uh experience a lot different than my first Stanley Cup final experience which was I well so I went to game three in 2011 I was 16 and of course Bruins won eight to one uh against Vancouver but being a 16 year old you know I couldn't enjoy beer or anything I just sat in the balcony in the second to last row and watched everyone else having a great time now, I say that, but I, I probably mentioned it before on the podcast, but I willed a Michael Ryder goal into existence. So you're welcome, Michael Ryder. You know, in the closing minutes of the game, he was coming down the ice and I was like, ah, just shoot it. You'll score at this point. And he did. So <laughs> maybe I should be in charge of Team USA. Maybe. Yeah. Got to clean a record, Lancey. So that's a good start. Also, Michael Ryder, noted goaltender. Um, 
Great one. Great one indeed. And speaking of goaltenders, here's a great segue into talking about Patrice Bergeron save the other night. I'm sure you probably yes. talked about it, but like it's, I don't think we talked about else? the save, actually. We, we, we talked talk about, about the game. Save. We can talk about the save about a little bit more goals. because it was uh it was a good old stand-up style save. And uh <laughs> for kids playing in the driveway, learn from watching Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, Literally, he does everything up anymore. So it's a, it's a dying craft. Seriously, Patrice Bergeron literally does everything. It's Remember when crazy. goaltenders weren't allowed to go down? That was a fun time. Yeah, and they didn't wear masks and shit. That was <laughs> less fun of a time. But well, they just had like a baseball glove, and yeah, you know, it's just like the driveway this in this day and age. But honestly, baseball baseball glove in my nose, basically to protect the net. Been face so many times. Maybe shin pads. Maybe strap some uh, cardboard on there. I don't know the history. We should do a history of goaltending episode. We can have Cat on. Jeez, I was gonna say it sounds like something for Cat. Yeah. Wrap this up with a, a final bow tie here, bringing together goaltending and the Olympics. Is Tuukka Rask the team Finland? I think he makes or? his return and he does decent. Um, and I then the, the Bruins. No, I think he pushes it. I think he pushes it. I think he just makes a heroic. You know what? I want him to win gold. I want him to just make this heroic comeback and win gold and then sail off into the sunset. Or make a decent performance, warm him up for the Bruins, or he doesn't at all. And then the Bruins are like, do we, is he going to be good? But he worked out today. That's another thing we should actually talk about before we go. He worked out, or yesterday, sorry. It doesn't, they're getting this on. He worked out earlier this week. (laughs) The the only thing for Tuca and Team Finland is that I just don't necessarily see him being the starter. Which isn't to question his ability. In terms of elite finished goaltenders of all time, there's Tuka, Mikro, Kiprasov, Pekarine. You, you got a whole bunch of them. The list could go on and on if you want to bring up Carl Latin, if you want to bring in UC Saros. And therein is where it lies. UC Saros would probably be my starter right now if I'm Finland. But that doesn't mean that Tuka doesn't get on the roster second or third. And if something goes wrong or if he plays really well in the round robin style, tournament action then you know you can rely on him it just depends on you know who else is in front of him on defense and goal and uh forwards and all that yeah, which miko rantanen will be there and i'm a big fan of his game yeah same i'd be curious to see like what i don't know when the rosters have to be submitted because that's going to be like right with when he's scheduled to come back and i mean i don't know how much him working is right now you know I don't know if that means he's closer ahead of schedule or if that's just where he should be right now um but if it is like a, a close thing that he might be able to you know oh he should be healthy we can get him on or if it's like hey we gotta submit this a month beforehand and he's still rehabbing we're not gonna bring him and waste that spot kind of thing i'd say that rask has a better chance of making the olympic team for his respective country than say eichel at this point mm-hmm and that's that's not against yeah. abilities of players. That's just from a pure health standpoint. Yeah, yeah, it's because no. uh, Tuka got his operations done in uh, Boston over the and, summer, uh, and he's just getting back to skating now. Eichel can't even skate right now. I mean, if, if he has, he pretty, has he's not he's not able to do a lot of contact stuff. By the time it's released, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see what he can do. He's so gonna be good. I mentioned this a little bit last episode, but. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see what he can bring there. Very excited to see Eichel and McDavid 
a lot more. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. I mean, same division and everything. Obviously, for or maybe less obviously for any newer hockey fans, but they were the creme de la creme in the 2015 draft, uh, which is going to be the best draft in recent history. Yeah. No questions asked. Yeah, when, when people talk about 2003, they also talk about 2015, and then they talk yeah. about how the Bruins had three picks in a row, and we don't yeah, talk which about that anymore. Want. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, it's been great having you along for the ride. Um, you know, you're just as big as your support really means is, the world to us. Yeah, like if, you, uh, the whole if time. you if you really want, you could go online and give us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Even Why if you not listen, after listening to this one, though. Uh, no, yeah, this one might leave a bad taste in your mouth. But we did have Nick Lanciani here to give us plenty of uh, plenty That's of right. Uh, well, I did all the work here. No. Um. But yeah, leave us a review if you want. Uh, rate us uh, however many stars you think we deserve. Uh, 3.7 would be my rating. Um, just, I would just say five stars. Sure. Five, five stars. Thank five you. Five. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Brews and Bruins if you have those. If you only are on Facebook, uh, email us at <laughs> Bruins at gmail.com. Um, sponsor us or, or yeah let's, let's get something together I don't know I think I already played it out for music by now <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>